The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is the second portion of this past Sunday's scripture lesson from Acts, well, chapter 6, verses 8 and 9, and then chapter 7, verses 2 and 51 to 54. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Cilicia and Asia. These men began to argue with Stephen. To this he replied, Brothers and fathers, listen to me, you stiff-necked people, with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You are just like your fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your fathers did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. You who have received the law that was put into effect through angels, but have not obeyed it. When they heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. My dear friends in Christ, I told you this was the second portion of that scripture lesson in the first portion of this past Sunday's scripture lesson. We heard how the church was growing, believers were being added to the church, and we also heard about how those early believers, how they cared for one another physically, and spiritually. They cared for those people who were needy. They preached the word of God to them. And at first, what was the case is that the apostles were in charge of both. But then after a while, and especially with the church growing with more and more people, they found out that they just weren't capable of doing both of the jobs, caring for the needy and preaching the word. So what they figured they would do is they said to the rest of the believers, we're going to do what Jesus specifically told us to do. And, and Jesus had told them, go and make disciples by baptizing and by preaching the word of God. Then the early church, they chose seven men, seven deacons who were supposed to be in charge then of taking care of the needy, the, the widows in their midst. And that was a good thing because that meant that more people were involved in doing the different responsibilities that there were to do the work of the church. And that's always a good thing. Stephen he was one of those seven deacons or church administrators whose job was to look out for the needy. It's kind of interesting that the Bible really doesn't tell us a whole lot about him as a, as a deacon or as a church administrator, 
but he must have done a decent job, a pretty good job of caring for the needy because it doesn't mention that specific problem here again. Instead, Luke says, so the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly because Stephen did his work. The apostles, they could be involved more and more and more specifically in the ministry of the word. And the Holy Spirit was able to make more and more people into believing children of God. And story like this does remind us how in the church there's no small job really. It's just important that in the church that we have members and pastors that are all working together because then, well, the Holy Spirit will do his work. The Holy Spirit will be reaching more and more souls. Well, as I said, Luke, the God-inspired author of the book of Acts of our portion of scripture, he doesn't really say much about Stephen, the deacon, the administrator. What he does tell us more about is Stephen and what he did outside of the office to which he was called. Our reading says, Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. The Lord chose to work through Stephen in, in wonderful ways. Stephen was someone, it says, he was filled with God's grace and power. He was able to perform miracles and he was also able to confess his faith to share the word of God with others, to confess his faith in Jesus, his Savior. And what we'll notice with Stephen is he didn't say, hey, I got this job. I'm supposed to take care of the physical needs of these people. And that's all I'm going to do. No, what Stephen did is he saw the Lord placing in front of him an opportunity. An opportunity to confess his faith, to let Jesus be known. When he confessed his faith, he did face opposition. He was brought before the Jewish Sanhedrin, their ruling council. He was brought before the Sanhedrin. Sanhedrin. He was accused of speaking against Moses and against God. What our reading does is it gives us the beginning of the story, the end of the story. It gives us here especially the conclusion of Stephen's speech toward those people after he, they had uh, accused him of speaking against Moses and against God. And, oh, I'd like to encourage you, if you can, look at that portion that's in between to the beginning of chapter 7, the end of chapter 6, to give you the full story, to give you a good Bible history lesson about some of the things with Old Testament that would fill you in on how they were trying to say 
that he was speaking against Moses and actually he wasn't. What he was doing is he was just simply showing how Jesus is the fulfillment of all the things that God had spoken through Moses in the Old Testament. When Peter on Pentecost preached a tough message like this, what happened is that the people, it says in the Bible, they were cut to the heart, they were troubled, and they responded, Brothers, what shall we do? Here, in this reading, Stephen again preaching a very, very tough message from the law. The, the people weren't crushed. They didn't see their sin. Instead, what happened here is that they lashed out in anger against Stephen. Our reading says, when they heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth against him. Well, Stephen's preaching of the law. That's what those people needed to hear. That's absolutely what they needed to hear. It wounded their sinful nature, and because it did a well, good job of wounding their sinful nature, what happened is that in their anger, they ended up going after Stephen. Stephen was martyred for confessing his faith, but Pete, Stephen shared with them what those people really needed to hear. And maybe when we think of this story, we can think that what happened that day is that Saul was in attendance and was in agreement with the whole stoning of Stephen, but then what ended up happening? Well, the Holy Spirit did work later. Jesus did talk to Saul and called him to faith, made him the Apostle Paul. And maybe there were some other accusers who were there that day that they heard the stern preaching of the law that Stephen proclaimed. Maybe, hopefully, the Holy Spirit was able to work on more of them like he did on Paul, on Saul, and made them into believing children of God. But Stephen wasn't afraid to confess his faith. And you'll want to be like Stephen. You'll want to confess your faith as well. And sometimes that does mean proclaiming the law like Stephen did and really hitting people to show them their sin, to show them their problem. But after you've shown them their sin and shown them their problem, maybe then you'll have that wonderful privilege of being able to tell them about how Jesus is all the help that they need. Right now, we're faced with some troubled times here in our country, in our world. And it's important under circumstances like this that you confess your faith, that we all confess our faith. Because there are many people who are claiming, and we may at times too also be tempted to think that God has forgotten us. But he hasn't. 
he may be trying to teach us and our world a tough lesson, kind of like Stephen was trying to teach the Sanhedrin, his accusers, on that day in our text. But Jesus is still the Savior. Jesus still paid for all of our sins. Jesus still is the way and the truth and the life, and what he does is he opens the door to heaven for us. Right now, I often hear oh, political leaders and TV commercials that say, we'll get through this together. And I understand what they're saying. They're making a good point. But then I like to confess my faith, and I encourage you to confess your faith too. When someone says, we'll get this through this together, say instead, we'll go get through this with our Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, as we look at Stephen, we see someone who in, in spite of diversity, he, he still confessed his faith, and well, he, he's a blessing for us, blessing for them too. They heard the word of God. Perhaps that word had a chance later on to work and to reach some of those accusers of Saul. Help us always to look for opportunities to confess our faith. Help us not to shrink back in fear, but to confess our faith and to always be pointing to Jesus, our Savior, how he's always with us and how he wants to give us his help and strength. And as we say, he always wants to give us his help and strength. Proof of that is his life, his death, his resurrection for us. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, for what you've done for us. Help us in our efforts to confess our faith in you. We pray in your name. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.